You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> what am Maybe I we should fill right? people in. Look at this baby. Do a spit. Do a spit. I feel weird. Let me offer. It's fine. It's fine. Hello. Hello, everyone. I was letting you say hello first because I feel like I always do it. Uh, I know. I have a bad habit uh, of being like, "Welcome to the Rachel Player Show," featuring the very, <laughs> the very in very tiny letters, featuring Alexa Rockwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, no, 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 no. I just like to hear my own but, voice. So. Yeah, it's all right. Also, we, we all do though. We all do, and that's what I've learned with like with photography too. Is even if I'm unsure about a photo and I keep going back and forth on like how I've edited it, I'm like, you know what? The family's going to love it because you always love photos of yourself. You love your, you love hearing yourself speak and you love seeing photos of yourself. So I do not love photos Just, of myself. You don't? No, because I'm super picky because I know. I mean, like, I know that sounds wrong, but like, for example, at the ball, we, um, just we got the professional picture done there which I know is always fairly horrible and it was super funny because I just like take charge now and go up and pose us because when they pose me I hate it they put my hands weird they do weird stuff and I'm like no that does not look good and I know that so right it's so funny because we got back the proofs and they're like mixed with everybody's in a gallery and every in every photo the wife is standing on the right side and I always stand right. on the left side because it's where my hair is parted. It looks better. And so I didn't even give them the option. I went up there. I posed us. And I said loudly, this is my best side. So that they could not ask me to move. <laughs> because if they would have been like, oh, well. And I would have been like, no. I No. I am paying for this. And I know what I'm doing. So please, no. <laughs> yeah. There we go. And the pictures and are gonna, They're good enough. Now they're I'm going to look at your... Photo. Look at your photos. Oh, I'll send you. I'll send you the proof. I need to stand like Rachel. No, it's just because like the I, yeah, they put my hand like a robot a few years ago, like really flat on Luke. Yeah. And your hand's never supposed to be flat to the camera. It's supposed to be like slightly rounded. I call it like ballerina hands, like slightly rounded, very soft, not like stiff because it just looks bad. So, trick of the trade. But anyways, I feel like when you know what looks good, you're pickier, if that makes sense. Right, right. Because... Oh, cute. Yeah, thanks. I I posed myself, so it looks fine, right? Oh, and Luke is just beaming. Look at that. Aw. Yeah, he did so good. Sometimes in photos, his smile is funny. We joke and call call him um, Chandler. I don't know if you remember in Friends where Chandler can't smile for photos. Right, right. And so he does that. And he's, like, really handsome, so there's no reason he shouldn't look like that in photos. But sometimes that smile gets right, weird. He, cha- he gets, like, all weird. But he did so good this year. I, like, sent him a proof, and I was like, honey, you, your smile looks so good. <laughs> he was proud. Aww. Yeah. He was proud. So cute. Anyways. Yeah, I love it. Anyways. I don't I know what, how we even it. were talking about that, but how we got on that topic. Well, just that people like pictures of themselves and hearing their own voice. Oh, yeah. I, I could talk for hours. Natural. I could listen. I could probably just listen to a podcast of me and be like, oh, this is great. I love it. <laughs> I love what she's saying. 
<laughs> I totally agree that's with everything. <laughs> terrible. I know that's so terrible. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. But I can be a good listener, right? Can I? Can I? Yeah, you can. Okay, yes, good. Yes, you can. Well, then I'm good. Then you I'm can. good. Well, and, I, and we do we do Marco Polo too much, though. I know. And I, th- I feel like it forces you to listen when it's like, well, we should be able to react in real time conversations you know yeah no but I like it because I feel like it's nice to be able to take time to think of a response because especially when we're talking about like more serious stuff I don't necessarily the stuff that pops into my brain isn't always the best of course I'm a human and so I'm (laughs) and even sometimes on Marco Polo I'm like oh that's not that sounded not how you wanted it to sound you know but right I do I do like that I feel like I can formulate my thoughts a little bit before responding so that I don't sound like how I don't want myself to sound. Right, right. So, yeah. Did you want to do more of an intro or did you want to jump in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Because our last intro was so long. 20 minutes long. (laughs) 20 minutes. I was editing it and I was like, oh, this is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Edit all of it out. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. But anyway, so today we are going to talk about holiday. Wow. Let me try that again. Holiday. Holiday. (laughs) Holiday boundaries and expectations. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) My favorite thing. I like it. (laughs) Uh, See, I love boundaries. I love the idea of boundaries. I do, because I'm a people pleaser, I do have a hard time following through. But I love talking about it. So (laughs) let's do it. Well, it's also just one of those things where... Here, hold uh, on. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, you're you're good, girl. Oh, man. You good? Oh, man. Sorry. I guess Eric pulled down his pants to his friend or something. Oh, crap. So then he knows he's going to get in trouble, so he, like, ran away. (laughs) Aw. Poor guy. He always acts out like that when someone's bullying him, though. So, like, I feel like maybe there's more to the story, but we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kids' responses are so interesting. Like, the psychological thinking behind kids' reactions. Because it's all very different. You know, each kid is different how they react. But it's interesting to me. I mean, obviously, that's just me. And probably you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I find it interesting. I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't overreact. I'm not, like, one of those parents that's like, oh, no, he did what? Like, no, I just wait. And I go, okay. Because usually if you just wait and you stay calm... The they whole tell situation you. either, yeah, they tell yes. you or the whole situation dissipates and it's just no, same, not a big deal. Same. Because sometimes like Roland throws fits in public and I just get on his level and I'm very calm and I'm just like, I know that's frustrating, buddy, or whatever, and just kind of talk him through it and like let him know I'm there. And people look at me crazy. Like, why aren't you beating him? You need to be beating him. You know what I mean? Right, right. But if I were to do that, they would call CPS immediately, so... Right. It's it's so con- it's so interesting, but I think when you kind of can shift your mindset to like kids have emotions and thoughts and feelings that they can't express yet because they haven't been taught how to, it's just right. so much easier to be calm with them. Not all the time, of course. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I love that. I love thinking of kids that way because it's really not that complicated if you really think about it, you know? Right. So I love... I remember myself doing stuff like that. Like it... I mean, not that specific. No, but, but I, but yeah, I know, you know what you mean. I do, I do. It's it's relatable to me because he's the mini me, so it he's relatable to me. I I totally get it. So. Yeah, and kids generally don't act out for no reason. So yeah, I just like that mind shift, mindset shift because so often it used to be like your kid has an emotion or your kid does something, you need to beat them immediately. And right. that's why we have a bunch of not well emotionally sound adults. <laughs> right? Yeah, we all don't know how to communicate. So. Yeah, because we it's it's not like anybody was like, oh, you're struggling with thoughts and feelings and emotions. Let's figure out how to properly express those, you know? Right. It would just be like, hey, stop crying. I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> so anyways, anyways, not relevant to this. Oh, to- well, kind of oh, relevant man. to this topic, because when you have a bunch of family around for holidays, your children will act up because yes. that's what kids do. And it's lovely. Well, and talking about not beating your kid, Tyler was uh, punching me in the back today. Oh, no. And I accidentally elbowed him because I went to go, like <laughs> turn around. Yeah. I went to like push him back. Yeah. And um and I accidentally just like elbowed him right in, in the mouth. And oh he was, like, no! He started crying, but he was looking at me like, "Oh, my mom just hit me!" <laughs> like, well, yeah, he was probably like, "Oh crap, she's retaliating." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, I'm sorry. so I've done stuff like that too before, and it like I feel so bad because you see in their face how taken aback they are. Yeah, because they're like, "Oh, oh crap." You know what I mean? But it's so funny (laughs) because Roland is, like, really sensitive. So if I Mm -hmm. ever, like, react, like, if I'm in a moment, if I have a moment where it's been a long day and I get impatient with him and I, like, react angrily or, like, say something angrily to him, he just looks hurt and cries. And then I feel horrible because I'm like, oh, he's me. He's me. Yeah. He's sensitive and crying. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Yeah. They're watching, man. They're watching. (laughs) They are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, on to holiday boundaries and expectations. Yes. So how do you want to start this? What do you want to start with? Well, I mean, why did we pick the topic? Let's just start there. Okay. So I thought it'd be really good to talk about holiday boundaries because I wasn't raised with a lot of boundaries when it came to holidays. We kind of went and did everything and saw everybody to kind of appease everybody. And it made it hectic and not that enjoyable. Like, yeah, it's great to see family, but it's also nice to be able to actually enjoy some time with your family. (laughs) So just now as an adult, like with my own family, I just think it's so important to like set expectations and talk about boundaries with your family ahead of time so that they can't really get their feelings hurt or they still might but it's not really your problem if you are explaining why that makes sense and is best for your family and then you hope that they can respect that so right yeah yeah and growing up I always had good boundaries um like our family did like we would say no to activities and and Sometimes family would be like, well, why aren't you doing that? It's like, well, we're not going to be driving in the middle of the holiday day. 
um, you know, we're, we're going to be setting those boundaries for our family and our time. But when I got married, wow, boundaries are so hard because you're mixing two different families together. Yeah. And that's become really difficult to just figure out, okay, we need to create, like you said, our own boundaries as our own family. So. Yeah. And it actually kind of worked out pretty well for Luke and I because we initially when we were engaged and first married before kids, we would take turns. So we would go to his parents' house for the holidays or we would go to mine. And then once we had Roland, we just kind of had always agreed once we have children, now we get to have holidays at our house because it's just going to be harder for us to travel. And we want to be able to make those memories and be able to host holidays for our children and our family. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. And I always wanted, you know, like a Christmas morning, just us. Yeah. And we had family that just, they couldn't understand both sides. Like it's not, you know, I'm not singling out any particular family. No one else could really understand why we wanted like our own family like mourning and I which just baffles me it's like well why not like why can't we because I remember that growing up you know having those like Christmas mornings with just my parents and I loved that yeah so and that's kind of what I wanted for my family but then you have to also make other people happy that they want to see you and so that's the first thing how to set boundaries and expectations on who are you going to visit and um where and all that yeah so i guess what we do is now that since we have roland we host well i have always hosted thanksgiving since luke and i got married because we lived in jacksonville so we lived so far from family and if family wanted to come down they could but it was at my house um and then once we had roland though now we have them at both of them at our house including christmas and we sort of kind of leave it open to people who want to come i really wanted the first christmas to just be us for some reason just because it was the first one but i did invite my mom because my mom is not married and i'm her only child and so if i didn't invite her to my christmas she would just like be alone (laughs) you know what i mean she could go to her parents and stuff too if she wanted but i it wasn't really a big deal for her to be there because I kind of, it, it was weird because initially I was against it and then I kind of thought about it and I tried to kind of think outside of me, you know, right? and be like, okay, well, what if I, when I'm older, I it's just me and my kids are like, yeah, we don't want you to come. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, that wouldn't be super cool. So especially after having Roland, I have a lot more like respect and um, I guess I understand more now, like mothers. So I'm a little bit more compassionate in that way towards my moms. So that's good. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. I really don't have a huge problem with who comes assuming if it's a lot of people, they're not staying at our house, you know, like if it's one or two people, if because we have the space for that. But I don't know. I've never really had like a ton of people want to come for Christmas, which is kind of preferred because then you 
would be expected to get them gifts, <laughs> which is right. just kind of Ooh. strange. Like, it's fine to come for Christmas dinner, but to come for Christmas morning, I feel like that should really be intimate with your family, you know? Yeah. So how do you guys do that? Well, it's, it's tough, too, because since we don't live near family, it's always whenever someone says, okay, let's do a holiday together, either we're staying at someone's house or they're staying at ours, you know? So yeah. Yeah. really it was limited on we couldn't really do Christmas by ourselves unless we said, nope, we're not celebrating it with anybody, you know? And yeah. so we did – we had a hard time with that because – um, until we moved to North Carolina where we're stationed now, um, we didn't have the opportunity to just say no without, you know, being super rude. So, so what we would do is we would just switch back and forth Thanksgiving. If we spent it with my family one year, then the next year was, uh, my husband's family. And then same with Christmas, we just would swap. And so if we saw, yeah, if we saw our, my family for Thanksgiving, then we would see his family for Christmas, and then it would just swap the next year. So that's kind of what we did when we were closer to family. Um, now that we're farther away from family, it's just up to, like, we're spending Thanksgiving with my parents because they bought us plane tickets um, to visit them. And um, But we've had two years of, like, our own little holidays, which I, I have loved, actually, that even though it's kind of a bummer, you know, we don't get to see family on a regular basis, but we've had we've got to create our own memories and make our own holidays here on the East Coast by ourselves. Yeah. And it's been it's been kind of like a nice little, you know, like, oh, we just need each other, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, no, I neat. I love that. I love that. And I know we will have times in the future when that's how it is for us. So we just happen to live within driving distance, finally, of family. So it's only three and a half hours to Pennsylvania from where we are right now. And so it's a lot easier for family to come versus in Jacksonville. Yeah, people could come, but it was a nine hour drive, you know? Right. So. Um, yeah. And everyone like and when we used to live closer to family, you know, everyone would invite invite us to like different things on the holidays, you know, like different sections of family would be having like a get together. Yeah. And. You know, since this is a boundary talk, it's like sometimes you just got to say no to a good thing. And adults will understand, you know, like, hey, invite me next year and we'll try to plan you next year. You know, um, you can't say yes to everything and then be driving around town during the holiday. That's no fun for anybody. And you shouldn't feel stressed during the holidays. It's not ideal. That's not what it's about, you know. And right. I think... It's one thing when you have always lived next to family and you always will. So you can kind of be like, yeah, like Thanksgiving, we go to so-and-so's house and then these people come here and it's kind of like structured and it's not that far. But when you're driving hours just to try to appease people so you can see them for half an hour and you have all your kids and, you know, it's not really that fun because you're just chasing kids. So you don't necessarily get to mingle that much. And it just kind of makes it harder. Not that you don't want to see family, you know, or that family doesn't want to see you. But I think really taking a step back and thinking, huh, is this the ideal way for my family to spend the holiday? Or is this going to make it a lot harder and stressful and make me angry on a holiday? Then you're allowed to set that boundary and not feel bad about it. And especially if you can give people notice where... 
it's not like on the day of you're like oh never mind we don't feel like it you know what I mean but even just being like hey we would love to see you guys and maybe we can do something after the holidays once things die down a little but we really prefer to keep like have a low-key holiday with our kids adults will understand you know and if you have a person that's not understanding you setting these boundaries and what's good then you need to like you need to communicate more with them and reevaluate the relationship and all that when it comes down to it if someone tries to make you feel guilty or give you a hard time they're not respecting the boundary you made clearly for yourself and your family especially if you clearly communicated your why you don't need to feel bad if anything you should like Alexa said, it should show you <laughs> that maybe you need to reevaluate that relationship because they don't have respect for your boundaries, <laughs> which is a really big red flag. So anyways, like, like you said, we don't have to necessarily get more into that, but because we haven't done a bigger boundaries talk, but I think that's a really good just something to keep in mind. It's not something you need to feel guilty about when someone's obviously not respecting or caring about your boundaries. Right. And there's other days of the year. And that's kind of what always bothered me too, is that all of a sudden, every single person and their mother needs to see me on this specific day. And I get it that it's the holiday and you want to make memories on the holiday. But guess what? We can make memories on other days too. I you shouldn't have to stress out to make holidays on a specific or to make memories on a specific day of the year. Like if you really can't get over that, it's, (laughs) it's crazy. It's crazy, you know? And I have family that it's just like, they vanish the whole year. They don't want to have friendships with me. They don't, you know, they don't want to talk to me, but when the holidays come around, Oh, all of a sudden it matters if you're not there. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. I agree. And uh, I So this is just specific to my family, but ever since I got married, my dad would always say, Luke is your family now, so he's your number one priority. Yeah, we're still your family, but he is your immediate family now, so you need to do what's best for your family now, and we can come next. We don't come first anymore. We come second because you're married and you have a family now. And so I always really liked that. And I find a lot of value in just that frame of mind that, hey, I'm not putting pressure on you because you have your own immediate family now, you know? Right. And kind of just like respecting that when he got married, I'm sure he wished his family would have respected more of a boundary with that new family that he made now. Um, and I'm not going to go into the details of anybody else's business, obviously, but just the fact that he, from his experience was like, Hey, this is important for me to tell you so that, you know, I'm going to respect your new family and your boundaries and they need to come first. And I really loved that. Right. So I wish more people were like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. And then what's next? Yeah, and just on, yeah, and just like continuing on to that, to our next topic is like who's coming and not coming, Um, like respecting boundaries when you're in someone's presence on how sick you are when you come, you know? So 
I always figure it's more polite to not show up if I'm sick versus showing up and being there. And I know some family members have a really hard time with, oh, well, they'd rather see me even if I'm sick. I need to be there. And it's like, no, because then we're getting sick. Please don't do that. (laughs) So I think just priority wise, I wanted to talk about like priorities and like the expectations I have for that on what is this holiday that you're doing? Are you there to share sickness or are you there to share happiness? You know, and if you're sick, stay home. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And also my biggest thing is if you're going to have a bad attitude, don't come. There we go. <laughs> because I've not, I haven't really dealt much with people coming with sickness, at least that I know of. Although I would be frustrated if someone did it, I would probably make them wear a mask. I'd be like, cool, we're going Japanese style. And if you're sick, you wear a mask. Yeah. Um, but it really bums me out when people love bringing drama and bitterness and angry comments, unnecessary, you know, like passive aggressive comments to holidays. Because that really bums out the spirit. (laughs) So don't come eat the pie that I made if you're going to sass me, you know? (laughs) And it's so hard. This is such a hard thing because obviously if you have people in mind in your family that you know are might make it a little bit weird because they tend to have a bad attitude. Does that mean they shouldn't be invited? No, not necessarily. Because they're still your family and you need to be able to love them and show them that you love them and help them feel loved and enjoyed on the holidays as well because they probably need it more than anyone. But you also have the right to tell someone to stop talking to you that way and to leave. (laughs) Like, obviously, that would be a really extreme scenario. But I'm at the point in my life and my comfort level with boundaries where if someone was saying really unnecessary negative comments to me out of nowhere, I would feel comfortable saying, I'm sorry, but I don't have to allow you to speak to me that way, you know, and especially not in my house. So it's just, I would hope it would never come to that. And I haven't ever had a situation like that where it has come to that. But I do think it's okay to realize that you don't just have to take that sort of interactions on holidays. I think holidays are meant to be spent happier and that hopefully nobody would be like that on holidays, but some people are Scrooges. And (laughs) I just want to encourage people that it is okay to stick up for yourself on holidays too. (laughs) Right. Well, and I'm kind of, I'm big on, like I'm a note person. So if I feel like it's become a habit, Like, say, so-and-so is always talking politics. I know that was on our list of, like, there's certain topics you don't want to talk about on holidays. And if someone is making a habit every holiday of this is what they're bringing to the table, I would write a note to that person and be like, hey. And thankfully, I've, I've never experienced that. Like, no certain family member comes every year in a bad mood or every year talking about this or that. But I would just write a note and be like, hey, let's not do that this year, you know, (laughs) like really passive. Yeah. But then and then just kind of see if anything comes from that, you know, either they don't come or maybe they come with a better spirit. Who knows? Yeah. And it's so hard for me because 
as a child, I never knew how to respond to comments and things like that because I don't really think it's your place as a child to like put a, an adult in their place. You know what I mean? Right, That's why right. you have parents that you can go to and be like, hey, so-and-so is being mean, <laughs> you know? But right. I do feel like I just have encountered family who talks a big talk when you're not around um, and sometimes even when you are. And it's just one of those things where if people can talk about me when I'm not around, I don't care because right. I think that's a reflection of them. And I think the people mm-hmm. who know me, who they're speaking to, they know me. And so mm-hmm. they it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now that I have kids, it's not something I'm going to let be around them. I'm not going to let them s- see me just taking negativity and smiling at it you know I I will within reason I'm not going to start a fight but I have no issue pulling someone aside and saying hey you're being really hurtful right now I'd really appreciate it if you could try and work and change your attitude because this is not appropriate or you can go (laughs) you know what I mean and and those are really extreme things but we're grown-ups we're allowed to communicate with each other and you can communicate things nicely and eloquently but that also protect yourself and your boundaries so right i just think that's so much better if you have a family member that cusses a lot (laughs) oh yeah i have no issue telling people to watch their mouth yeah (laughs) and and my family's all pretty good about that because they just know they know luke and i don't cuss so i think and especially because luke and i don't cuss people feel weird cussing around us because if there's never any f-bombs being dropped and they drop one, they're like, oh, and they're really embarrassed. So they're the odd duck out. Yeah. yeah which exactly. is nice because I don't necessarily feel like I have to be like, hey, stop that. People just naturally catch it and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, no worries. But they stop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't yeah, become yeah. an issue. But yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And what topics, I mean, and what, let's get into that. Just what topics are not allowed at the holiday table? (laughs) So, obviously, I feel like the one that's not allowed for anybody is politics. Yeah. Because it's going to cause unnecessary fights, especially because when it comes to things like politics, people feel very strongly about their beliefs in it, and they are not very open to listening to your opinion. Generally. Generally. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, if we're not trying to end the night in a huffy fight, we're not going to talk about it. And so that means no matter what side of the spectrum that I sit on, if someone comes to my house in a political hat, they're taking it off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because even if I don't care about it, I'm not going to let it be something that makes a fight with another guest because it's just so necessary. And people do like to start fights. Right. It's so funny. Man, people do love love some drama. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I won't allow people to talk about. I don't think I have a ton of rules, just general, like respect for other people's boundaries and privacy, you know, and just also how you ask questions, because it really bothers me when I feel like some people are asking almost backhanded questions in a way. Yeah. Like, oh, you're still single or, you know, you don't have kids yet or blah, 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 where it's like, uh... What if that, like, what if that person just got broken up with? Or what if that person can't have children? You're being insensitive to their personal business that's 
not really any of your business. So I guess just like being mindful. Those aren't obviously off, like they're not like no-no subjects per se, but I do wish people would be more mindful. (laughs) Right. What do you think? Do you have anything specific for you that's a no-no topic? So, yeah, I think the big thing is politics. Um, I know, you know, some people say religion is one of the big no-nos. I think it's just more so with, with religion. My whole family is religious, so that's never really been an issue. Yeah, same. I think... I think I do try to be respectful in a non-religious house, though. So if they don't naturally pray all together, I'll just pray with my own family versus Same. making everybody pray, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad is super forward, and he's always been like, I don't care where I'm at. We're all praying. <laughs> so I think I always was really uncomfortable when my dad did that because I was like, well, you're pushing your prayer onto everybody. Um, so I think it's just like situational. It's like just reading the room and being like, who am I with and what's appropriate to talk about? What's not appropriate to talk about and not wanting to start drama. Right. It's just we can come up with things to talk about that we all enjoy. So, yeah. And it's hard because even like when I was pregnant with Roland um, during holidays and things, people were very judgmental of my choices of like how I was choosing to have him and because I was aiming for a home birth and all those things and people didn't understand that and they had a lot of like negative comments to say about that but yet they would bring it up and so that was hard because I was just it was my he's my first baby you know what I mean so it was hard because I was already like nervous enough that I was choosing to do things differently that I knew I was going to get flack for and I wish people would have been more respectable or respectful of my choices and not necessarily ask so many like condescending questions to kind of be like, you're choosing to endanger your children and your life. And I'm, I'm like, okay, but have you done any research on home births and statistics whatsoever? Because I know you haven't, (laughs) because I can tell you haven't by what you're saying. So I think well, see and that's not dinner conversation. You know, like I think back on like what my mom deemed dinner appropriate conversation and arguing over choices like that are is not on the list. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that and that's what I meant by just like people talking about things that they just don't need to talk about. Like it's one thing if they're curious, but I, it was hard for me even because people would even like ask my mom, Roland, shh. People would even like ask my mom about it when I wasn't around and she would have to like defend me even though she wasn't necessarily knowledgeable on it and that was really hard because it was just unnecessary because it wasn't those people's births (laughs) so I just always think that's so funny how people really like to have a say on how you live your life so I think things like that like not talking about people that aren't there you know I think that that's a habit of families they think that, oh, well, since we're family, we can gossip about each other. I think that that's just like a like a given thing in every family. I mean, every family that I've ever walked into, it's like, oh, where's Sally this year? Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, I get this full, you know, full background story of who Sally is, you know. And, um, and I think it just seems natural, but maybe we should change that. Like, maybe we shouldn't be talking about so-and-so and her bad choices when she's not sitting at the table no okay that's such a good point I love that so much because there's often just like 
family who want to talk about like you know the black sheep of the family right. so to speak who i may not necessarily think is the black sheep but they may not agree with their choices and i really challenge you all of you to not let your ears be a dumpster for their garbage so yeah. don't play into it don't be like oh yeah sh- like sure yeah blah 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 you know just be like oh, I think it's cool that they're doing what makes them happy or, you know, and kind of just nip that in the bud right away because even if they want to go talk to someone else about it, at least you show them, hey, what are your intentions in talking about them? You know what I mean? Because obviously they're not calling them up and being like, why are you making these life choices? They're just trying to talk to talk and it's not cute. (laughs) It's not a good look. So yeah, definitely kind of, showing others through your conversation and how you respond to those types of conversations, what's going to be allowed and what you'll allow them to speak about to you. Yeah, I love that. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. Okay, So lastly, I think we just wanted to talk about like having respect for your hosts and how to set expectations if you are the host or with your host before you get there. And I wanted to touch on this specifically because I have hosted Thanksgiving as a vegan And I still cooked the turkey for everybody because I was hosting, but I requested that all sides or at least predominantly the sides, like the main sides, like mashed potatoes and stuff, be veganized. And luckily I was cooking most of them, but I did get some pushback on that because people would be like, oh, well, they're not going to taste the same. And I'm like, they're going to have non-dairy milk and non-dairy butter. They are going to taste the same. Like with the gravy, they're going to taste the same. You know, and it's one of those things where because it was my home, I needed people to respect that I had a different diet than them. And since they wanted me to host and I ended up hosting, I needed people to be thoughtful enough to allow me to eat (laughs) or to have food to eat there. And I think one thing you can do if you do have a dietary restriction and you're going to someone else's house, ask if you can bring one of the main side dishes and make it so that you can eat it right yeah well I think my big thing with hosting is because I've hosted before and then I've also many most most times I've been at some some other person's house where they're hosting and the main thing is just because someone's hosting doesn't mean that they have the budget or um yeah I mean the time right word Yeah, the budget or the time to do the whole meal. I mean, say you're cooking for 30 people. Be conscientious of, okay, hey, let me offer to bring a side. Let me make sure that they're not, you know, paying for all of this unless they they say, no, don't worry about it. And so just be conscious, like, if you are the host, maybe asking people in, you know, message them beforehand or call them beforehand and be like, hey, will you bring this side dish so you're not overloaded? But then also, if someone else is hosting, make sure that you're asking them, hey, what can I help with? What can I do? Make sure that the host isn't the only one washing the dishes. Like, just be mindful that it's not like you're at a hotel, okay? Oh, yeah. They're not a slave. You know, the host isn't a slave, and they're not paying the bill, you know? So, I mean, unless it's... And that's the thing. It's all situational. I know my parents, you know, and they they like paying for everything and they like, you know, hosting me. Um, But 
you know, I'll help wash dishes afterwards. And, you know, and it's just one of those things. It's just be respectful of your host. and. Yeah. Well, I've hosted Thanksgiving helpful. before when Luke was deployed for his team wives. Like all the team wives came or most of them. And I just made, they have websites where you can literally like put what you need for the meal and then people can, you can send it out to everybody and people can sign up for what dish they want to make. That way it's not all on you. And that way people can see like what's needed. And also then you don't have to be chasing everybody around, like bring something, you know what I mean? They can look and they can choose what they want to bring, which is great because if they want to cook, if they don't, they can bring a salad or rolls or drinks. But then it takes some weight off of the shoulders. And I really loved doing it that way. When I'm doing it just for family and whatnot, um, generally, I buy most of the things. And then my mom will buy any like staples that won't go bad and then bring those down and we'll make most of it together. And then the guys will clean up, which is really nice because if it's her and I cooking all day, they clean. And I mean, and you know... They do it to the best of their abilities, which is all that matters because right. I just spent the whole day in the kitchen. I'm not cleaning up. I'm not going to stay in there and clean up. I'm not. And I know that's how people have always done it. Like when my grandmother used to do Thanksgiving, she would like cook everything and then all the ladies would clean up together, which was like nice. Yeah, but she was standing for like 12 hours. So, right. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. And I don't have an issue with helping clean up, you know, as long as everyone's helping. Right. Yeah, we have some family that it's just like, well, the women are in the kitchen and the men go and watch sports. And it drives me bananas because I'm just like, no, sorry, like you should be helping. Like I, I've been standing all day long. So. Oh, yeah. And that's actually yeah. one thing that's kind of nice is because usually I do a smaller Thanksgiving and we don't have cable. So that means no sports here. And Luke and I don't like sports. So yeah. anybody who likes sports or cares about it, they're either not going to come or I've even had people like go to sports bars <laughs> after dinner to go watch the game. And I'm cool with that. Just you help right. up and then you go watch your game. But this isn't a sports holiday. This is a family holiday. So <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. And doing like a family game or like just hanging out. I, I, I do love enjoy that, that with. Um, with Lael's family, you know, they do like fellowshipping with each other. And so they always have games or they always, you know, sit around the table afterwards and eat dessert like all night long. And it's, it's really nice, you know, and I, I really do like that. And I kind of expect that when, (laughs) when I'm with them, it's like, oh, that we're going to hang out. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I, so I grew up where we always played games. So like half of the family was really into like card games and half of the family was into like board games or even like hunt for this on the Christmas tree kind of game or whatever. I don't know. So Mm -hmm. I love afterwards sitting once we all cooked and cleaned up, we can sit and play games or we've even actually watched movies some years, you know? Yeah. But I love just that time where you're all there. You can watch a football game every Sunday. And so the fact that some people choose to ignore their family and watch a game that they can, you know, TiVo and watch the next day is sad to me. Like, go play, go fish with your family and your grandkids. My word. Unless the majority of the family are sports people. I mean, we don't want to. Okay, okay, okay. That's true. If everyone enjoys it, then great. I do have half of the family. I have a lot of halves of families. I have like four halves. But 
that's super, super into sports. I am like the only one who doesn't like football, who doesn't like live and breathe (laughs) football. And so their like way of hanging out was like having the game on in like a very open concept area, having tons of food, like potluck style. And we would all like sit around and they would yell at the TV and talk like in between. And that was really cool. That's just how everybody did it. And it was fine, you know? And I didn't feel left out because we would all talk the whole time. It's not like it was only football and no talking, you know, which is, I think is great because I think you can balance sports and family if you choose to. I'm, I just am saying if you can't, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. <laughs> so. Carry on that. Yeah. If it's something that you're not enjoying, maybe just mention it, you know, because this this episode is about boundaries and expectations. You know, if your expectation is different and and you want to change up the holiday. So like say you're not a sports person, you don't want your your holiday to revolve around sports, then change it, you know, and maybe have one sports holiday and one not sports holiday, you know, like make a compromise with whoever you need to make a compromise with so that you can enjoy your holiday. And it's about your kids too. It's, especially with kids, you don't want to just be sitting in front of the TV. You want to be engaged with them. So just make sure that, you know, if that's what you want to do, if you want to be engaged with the family, then just make sure that that's known. Yeah, I love that. And also, if you hate board games, all like you hate them, <laughs> say, hey, guys, I hate board games so much. Stop making me do this. Obviously, you say it, <laughs> say it better than that. But you could be like, hey, what do you guys think about like watching a Christmas movie this year? Or maybe we could, oh, sometimes we do backyard games if it's still warm enough out for Thanksgiving. Oh, there we go. Like last year, we did two-hand touch football game and we did um, cornhole. And so there are different things you can do to switch it up so that everybody is appeased in the activities. You could have some people playing a board game, some people playing football, some people watching football, and that's fine, you know? But I just think it's nice to be able to kind of not call the shots by any means, but just let your ideal situations be known that way that you're not just stuck in a loop of going through the motions of holidays because that's what you've always done and being miserable. Right. Because we don't have to do that as adults. (laughs) Only when you're a child and you're not the boss. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Well, I guess in conclusion then, don't be afraid to set boundaries. Don't be afraid to stick up for yourself. Don't be afraid to let some people down. And I'm not saying you're disappointing them necessarily but I'm just saying don't let people guilt you into doing what they want just because it's what they want I want you to be able to take control for your family and do what's best so that you have a happy healthy holiday amen cool (laughs) (laughs) anyways well and this is coming out right before Thanksgiving right I think so. I think this is. So, so yeah, I guess we should just say happy Thanksgiving. Yes, and happy we hope Thanksgiving. You guys all have all your favorite dishes. Yes. Maybe maybe when we post, we'll ask everyone what their favorite dish is. Yes. I should I say is. what mine is? What is yours? All of it. No, okay, it's the stuffing and mashed potatoes <laughs> and and bread. It's all of it. Oh my goodness. 
Well, I like mixing my food. I know everyone, um, I know my husband likes having everything separate, but I like kind of like mixing everything. I love stuffing and I love sweet potato casserole. Is it casserole or Yeah, pie? sweet potato sweet casserole. Potato well, people call it different stuff, but. Yeah. So I like that and like mixing it with the, the turkey and the stuffing and, oh, it's yummy. Oh, see, I'm team food doesn't touch but <laughs> I love it all and see I, I say I'm team food doesn't touch but if I go to Wawa right now I'll get the gobbler which is a sandwich with all the Thanksgiving stuff on it which makes it all touch and that's fine oh, yeah. but okay <laughs> but on the plate in a sandwich it's okay one thing at a time <laughs> anyways uh we hope you guys found value in this and we'd love to hear how you set boundaries, if you can, if you can't, what you like to set, and what's your ideal. Also, what's your favorite dish? (laughs) Yeah, there we go. (laughs) So tell us those 30 things, and we will talk to you guys soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.